This call is being recorded. Fat Cat Radio 247, you're live in a mix of a very special event. FCR 247 brings you the Matthew Ricks live interview event. Tune in right now as we bring you the man, none other than Jive Records A&R, previous Jive Records A&R. Of course, man, he also has over 10 million in streaming sales on Spotify and iTunes, as well as the latest edition of Matrix Minutes hit 100,000 streams in just 36 hours. It's the amazing man who who goes by the philosophy, millionaires are common. Someone who is truly happy is not. So real quick, Matthew, man, thank you for being here. And of course, man, I just want you to, before we get in any further, touch briefly on who you are and what is your this is me speech. Well, I want to start off real quick, Twism, by uh, tomorrow's your birthday. So I want to say happy yeah. birthday to you. Um, <laughs> I will, uh, you know, I, I hope that the next you. coming year is going to be one of just uh, of, uh, of where you take the land. Um, hey. with your dreams and your passions and your career. So I just want to say happy birthday to you. Um, I consider this a, just a huge honor to be with you uh, today. You know, I, I, I get, I get requests for interviews and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't respect a lot of people. I love everybody, but I don't respect a lot of people, but I have a huge, tremendous respect for you um, wow. and the work ethic and the drive that you have. And so this is an honor for me to be here. Um, I'm glad that you put previously Jive Records. Don't want to get sued. So yeah, that's previously with Jive Records and Sony. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, don't want to don't want to get sued by them. Uh, so that's no, no, good. No. Um, no, who I am? Uh, you know, man, I am. Uh, I I am. Uh, I'm a guy who. Uh, you know, I've I've worked my ass off, and and I've been yeah. very blessed. And you know, I'm going on now my 21 year. I just celebrated my 37th birthday yesterday. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the uh, the card. And uh, you know the you you know you trying to be the stripper gram for me was a little too much, but we'll we'll work on that for next year for the birthday. I love you. I didn't need to see all that. Um, but you know, going in my uh, you laugh, but he knows how embarrassing it was for me to have to watch that. And um, I bet right, I bet right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man, I hope your rap is better than your dance moves. I'll just say that right Tell now. Tell me about okay? it. Hope, Tell me about it. Tell me about hope it. The, hope the interview goes a lot better than your stripping moves. And, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So uh, tomorrow for your birthday, we buy you we buy you moves from the from the strip club. But anyways, uh, just get me MC Hammer. Dude, who can't do the hammer move? I mean, I still do it. All right, like I look, still, I like, personally can't do the hammer move. No. Oh, well, well, I'm going to come up to Canada. We're going to do an event. We're going to do some breakthrough. We're going to end some suffering. We're going to give some knowledge. And then afterwards, a bonus, we'll teach everybody how to do the hammer move. And then maybe we'll there give we each go. other vanilla ice. Uh, uh, vanilla I'm going to hold you to ice. it. What's that? What's that uh, cheesy ass white rapper? What was his name? Vanilla, vanilla ice, right? It was ice. Yeah, ice vanilla candy. ice. Yeah. We're yeah. going to give everybody uh we're going to give them all the, uh, the the haircut with the claws on the side. It's going to be a great oh, wow. event. We don't know what is no. going to happen, but people <laughs> start petitioning your government and Prime Minister Zoolander up in Canada, and let's get me up there, all right, so I can so I can do all this. Okay, I just lost all of Canada. This is great. Um, no, so who I am, 21 years in the music industry. I uh, started when I was 16 years old. Uh, you know, I, I like to tell everybody all the time is that, you know, uh, 
family grew up in the music industry, so I was able to kind of get moved to the front of the line, got hired as in rock radio. Um, nice. And what happened through all that, I got hired to do rock radio promotions for Jive Records. And then quickly went into regional promotions for Jive and, and BMG and all that. Uh, nice. And, you know, it's like people would be like, well, it's easy for you. You kind of just walked into the situation. I did. But I always like to tell people, you know, it's one thing to get the girl. It's another thing to keep her. You know, like you yeah, can walk yeah. in the door, but if you start treating everybody bad, if you start thinking that you are way too important in life, um, people are going to want to work with you anymore. And uh, right. and that, that, that happened in my life as well. You know, I... I, I at 21 years old, I grew a company. I profited a half a million dollars at 21 years old. It was a, it was a nice. music industry company. I was the boy wonder. Everybody in the music industry was trying to do business with me, wanted to work with the boy wonder. The next year, I stopped taking everybody's advice. I was angry. I would, I would literally fire my employees in the morning. And they would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, and they'd go back. They'd go back to work. End of that year, I bankrupted myself bankrupted myself. How do you go from profiting a half a million dollars one year to the following year bankrupting yourself? And it was because I lost the girl. It was because I lost sight of who I was. So I went on to go work at Sony, uh, did that, worked at Warner, did that. That was fun. Uh, Great companies, great people. Uh, And then about, about four or five years ago, I took a look around and uh, I mean, I've toured with some, I've toured with some amazing bands, toured with some amazing people. I've signed some amazing artists and I've lived a really blessed life. And about four or five years ago, it was kind of a eureka moment for me where I woke up and I was, I just kind of realized that as an A&R director, you make a lot of promises to artists that you intend to keep. You know, I'm going to, if you sign with me over these other assholes, this is what I'm going to do for you. And you say this stuff and you truly mean it. But now you have to go and get 21 other different departments and 21 different other people around the world to see your vision. And if they don't, well, you now have just screwed this artist's career. And now they have failed on a grand scheme. And you don't mean to lie to these artists, but you do. You know, everybody always looks when it comes to record labels. They always look at like, the successful artists, you know, everybody, everybody like, they always point to the guy who has sold 10 million records, but they don't count the hundreds and hundreds of artists that every record label signs that literally nobody ever hears of because you couldn't get everybody else to play ball with. And so for me, I walked in one day, I just kind of in a self-reflective mode. I just decided that it was easier for me to, to work with artists when it came to doing the matrix minute, when it came to doing events, than it was to sit, make a bunch of promises to artists that I truly meant to keep, but I couldn't get everybody else on board. And now I've ruined their careers. I've lied to them unintentionally right, and I've destroyed right. themselves. And a lot of times with these artists, they have to pay the bill back to the label. Exactly. With interest. So now, not only have I destroyed your career, but I've also bankrupted you because I couldn't get, you know, some a-hole in, in Miami to play ball with me in the marketing department. And they just trashed right. my career. Right. So, so that's when I started a couple of years ago, became the self-journey that I really wanted to be the ambassador for, for artists of all genres. I think we know what genre we're not going to be an ambassador for, but uh, you yeah, know, yeah. They they're, they're too old and stupid and don't know how to write lyrics, so we don't even worry about those people in the classical world. But uh, well, yeah, you brought, know, sorry, my apologies. You, um, you, so, you know, uh, 
No, uh, I mean, dude, you, I mean, we've, okay, so far we've pissed off Canada, we've pissed off classical music. You will not have a show after this interview. I'm just letting you know right now. You know what? Um, Either that or I'll be a viral sensation. So I tell you what, I'm willing to take the gamble, okay? Yeah, this is like uh, this is like uh, the car wreck on the side of the road. This is pretty much, exactly. you know. Exactly. It was funny. My agent told me when he first saw me uh, uh, speak live, and I did this huge event, and he saw me, and he says, you're passionate, but you're sloppy. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll go with that one. You know, he's like, you never know what you're going to say, but you really believe in what you're going to say, which is kind of a, a weird, you know, paradigm. Oxymoron, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that, oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, like everyone's like, oh, you know, what a, you know, what a hypocrite. I'm like, are we all? And um, <laughs> Right. So... <laughs> So, you know, so like, so I started doing this thing in, in 2014, just literally on a wing and a prayer, started releasing the Matrix Minutes. And it was just kind of something I was just going to throw it out there. Didn't really have any expectations, but I just kind of thought I had big dreams for my life, as you can tell. If 10 yeah, people yeah. listened to it, then those 10 people is what it was meant for. That year we went on to do about 7 million streams, traveled the world, uh, did events. I mean, there were some events that we were... You know, we were we were getting done at midnight and hopping on planes four or five hours later to go out and do another one in a different right. city. <laughs> Excuse me, Um And this is my life, and uh, and it really became you know we go to these cities and we meet these artists who, you know, they're on the verge of cutting that check to five, for five grand to some A and R director at a label, and they listen to the Matrix Minutes and they were able to save that money because they realized they're about to get scammed. Right. And so for me, that's been kind of like, you know, if you say, well, the, who are you? I'm going to tell you right now that, uh, you know, someone referenced me as they're like, you're kind of like the music industry Superman. Like, you know, you like, you go in a booth, you change and you're like the villain killer. And I'm like, I mean, that's kind of cool. You know, like that's really a cool analogy to be Superman. And, uh, yeah. and that's kind of like my mission today is I'm really out here to, to help artists to, um, to end suffering in their lives because so many artists don't know a damn thing about what they're doing. They get in, they set up a Twitter account, they put a song on SoundCloud and then they just wait for, you know, Dre to come hit them up. And it's like, that doesn't yeah, work that yeah. way. This is a business and you got to know the business. And so I'm kind of a Trojan horse, if you will, when it comes to what I do is that I'll give you what you want. You know, I'm going to tell you about the music industry. I'm going to tell you what right. you need to look for. I'm going to tell you everything in your life that when it comes to being an artist, how you can be successful with or without a record label. But I'm also going to tell you what you need. I'm also going to give yeah. you what you need, which is the art of fulfillment. Right. And because what is the purpose of, of getting the record deal, getting the women, getting the, the fame, the rewards and all this stuff, if you're not, you're not going to be happy about it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, it 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 also sounds like uh, you know that besides fulfillment, your your teaching and I and you know it sounds like this is should be applied for more than just artists. I mean, it should be applied across a broader base. You know, maybe as far as just a, a life, you know, lesson. Um, one of the things that I've been reading about you is that you're very blunt and you're very you know hard love with it. And, and and I think in today's, you know, atmosphere as a musician, a lot of people don't get the hard love aspect of it. But at the same time, somebody who's willing to give them the hard love and walk with them. And it, and from what I've read through your bio and some other things is that you you take the time to to walk hand and foot with, you know, each of these people that you, you've been in their lives with. And then we go on to say, you know, Jive Records, Warner's, uh, what'd you say, Sony? I mean, 
this puts you in a in a catapult kind of position where you're able to make or break somebody. I mean, how does that how does that weigh in upon the mind of a man who's just simply trying to achieve, you know, uh, uh, the end of of human suffering and and, and some enlightenment on fulfillment? Well, the thing is that you said you make or break them, and I've never viewed myself like that, you know. And even nowadays, like, I can can go back to uh, uh, early or late August, all right, and and went out to do Vegas and went to go to Burbank, California, and do some events. And, um, and you know, as, as this goes on, you're going to actually hear my voice get worse. Okay. And so I have voice issues and we get in the car. I think it was in Burbank. We get in the car and I travel with a wonderful group of people who are, you know, they're very selfless and they, they, they make me look way better than I really am. All right. I'm just going to be honest with you. And, and I'm in the car from Burbank, from the airport, driving to the hotel and I'm talking to the shuttle guy and I'm just talking. You know, I mean, I, f- I found out what his 401k plan is. You know, the last time him and his wife had a fight. I mean, I learned it all on the drive. <laughs> and I get a text from one of the ladies who I travel with, and she was like, stop talking. And at that moment, I was actually like, kind of like, you know, like, well, who the hell are you going to tell me to stop talking? You know, like, I mean, yeah, you see right, the band, right. you know? But right. I realized what it was is because later on that night, I'm talking and I have no voice. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, I actually, yeah. I never think of myself as uh yeah, yeah, it's like you want to end human suffering? Shut up, all right? You know, like that's what they really were telling me. Um, you know, but uh, I Another never one of those oxymorons, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, you're bringing a lot of suffering by talking, all right? Like nobody, you know, this guy's just trying exactly. to do his job, and you're you're trying to find out when the last time he had fiber, you know? And uh, Thank God you got a strong confidence, right? Right, yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing is, like, you know, like today they're like, oh, you're going to do this interview. It's going to be like a really long time. I'm like, I'm going to talk to somebody anyways. I might as well be for an audience, and, you know, it helps with Right, people. exactly. Cause it'd be the, it could be the poor person at the gas station, you know? And um <laughs> So when it comes to uh, just anybody listen, just anybody, please oh, listen. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's why I talk in my sleep. I just I don't get it all out during the day, you know, and so I got to do it in my sleep. Um, my wife would say the same thing about me, man. She she says I just I don't shut up. No, it's a great you know because here's what it is: honest people always have to say something. The quiet right. people you got to worry about. You know, they're the ones that are exactly. always scared. That's why I let it rip. I just let all the cards up. But back to what you're saying about make or break. Like I've never viewed myself like that. Even when I was in yeah. labels, I never viewed myself as somebody who holds that power because at the end of the day, who am I? You know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a guy who dropped out of high school at 16 years old. I don't even have my GED or as I like to call it the good enough diploma. Yeah. But you, I, I, but you I, do I, have a life like you, but you do have a lifetime of experience that, that has positioned you to be of someone who has knowledge. You know what I mean? Right. But, but, when you tell I mean, me, that, okay, that, so now, <laughs> are you about to stump me, man? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not liking this right now. All right? We're going to have a, we're going to have a phone connection problem here. No, <laughs> knowledge, knowledge is great. Okay. And everybody has knowledge. Yeah. But what is actually knowledge unless you use it for something, unless you use it to better the world. Right. Right. The better the lives of artists, you know. Yeah, if, you know, it's like the people when you tell, like, I go to these events, and I, and I, one just pops out to me right now. But I go into these events, and there, and, and undoubtedly, there's always some asshole in the audience who knows more than me. It always happens. Okay, 
And uh, the guy has been an artist for about seven days, you know, and he knows more than me, and that's fine, you know. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. or you or you get you get the old farts, and you know, the guys who are like, you know, like in their seventies, and and they're like, well, you're not Mick Jagger, why should I listen to you? And I'm like, well, you're not Mick Jagger either, so why should I listen to your opinion about me? There we go. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll go in a circle. And uh, circle of life. <laughs> circle of life you know it's like when people get offended they're going to sue you well i'm offended that you're offended so now i can sue you so we can just sue each other in a circle oh man but there's always somebody in you know who knows more and i never challenge them because i can learn something from them yeah you know and 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 so knowledge without action is just information you're gathering you're just google at that moment in time if you don't take that knowledge yeah if you don't take that knowledge and you don't use it and apply it and make things better, not just for your life, but for right. everybody else. Because the purpose of a goal, you know, and I tell artists all the time, the purpose of a goal is not to get a record deal. It's not to play the billboard awards. It's not to have your song on radio. That's not the purpose of the goal. The purpose of the goal is who you become in the journey of getting all those things. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Because I tell artists all the time is that if your goal is to get a record deal, I'll give you a contract right now. Now what? If the purpose of your goal is now. Yeah. No. The purpose of your goal is just to get laid. Go buy the woman. Now what? Yeah. There's yeah. got to be more to it. But see, that's yeah. where we go back to the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. If you have a purpose and a mission, I mean, I have 10,000 sales and streams. Big deal. Big deal. What is my purpose for this? To sit here and build monuments to myself? No. It's to go out there and help these people, you know. Right. Austin, Texas. Give them Austin, knowledge Texas. that they can act upon. Well, you know, and the thing is, is that I'm not even, it's not even about the knowledge. I want to give you action. You can find this knowledge on the internet if you apply yourself. You can right. read books. There are, there are great universities out there who will charge you 75000 a year to teach you knowledge. I teach you action. Right. I right. teach you how to get up and go for it. And, you know, my whole thing is, is that if you're going to treat people like garbage, your life and your career is going to be like garbage. Well, you can't I like, sit uh, here. Go ahead. No, what were you saying? Well, I was going to say I like. It's your uh, show. I, 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 I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was your email or somebody's email. It's uh, we are known by the company we keep. Is that familiar yeah, to you? Yeah, that is uh, that is the uh, slogan for my agency, for my company, yes. for the agents. That's their, that that's is their model. Such a, yeah, that's such a great aspect. And like I said, once again, not just as an artist, but, you know, just in life, period. You know what I mean? You know, I have always been, um, I have always been somebody, you know, I, 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 grew up in a, I grew up in a family, very music business dominated. I was the youngest of three. Um, right. my, my, my brother, my, the middle child, he's six years older than me. Uh, my sister's 12 years older than me. All right. So there's a huge age gap, you know, like, I mean, I'm like four and I'm like, Santa's real. And they're all like the stupid kid, you know? And, and I always kind of had to be around older people. Right. And even nowadays, like I, I still invest most of my time in people who are older than me. Those are my friends. Those are my mentors. Those are the people I trust. Growing up, I always associated with older people and, and with, with respect to my dad and my mom, they would always tell me that if you act like a kid, you're going to be a kid. Man, about action rather than knowledge. And you know what? You kind of are just out here to try to make a difference in the world on a musical and artistic level. You know, you give people the opportunities 
if they are worth it, right? If they value themselves enough, is that what I'm understanding? I believe inside every one of us is a masterpiece. Right. And I believe inside every one of us, you know, uh, we had a tragic situation that, that had happened again in, in the United States on Friday where, where somebody walks into a school and they take the lives of, of innocent kids, you know, and, and we've seen it time and time again in San Bernardino and Paris and, and Orlando, and I always get asked, you know, uh, when stuff like this happens, I always get asked, what type of person does this? What type of person inflicts pain and suffering and death on innocent men, women, and children? Right. And my response is always, I don't know what type of person does that, but I can tell you what type of person does it. Exactly. And as a fulfilled, as a fulfilled person, a person who is fulfilled, a person who has a purpose and a meaning in life, they don't want to intentionally inflict pain and suffering on anyone. And so what happened with me was, you know, when I went out, you know, I believe that our lives are all, we're all writing stories. And everybody's life is a warning or an example. Right. And I think so many times what happens is that you have great people, you have, you have great, great people who just lose sight. They get too bogged down. They start telling themselves the stories because, you know, you're going to bullshit everybody else. You're not going to bullshit yourself. If you're healthy. The, especially when you look in the mirror. Right. What the problem is, is that we start to tell ourselves these stories that we start to believe. That the only way as an artist I'm going to be able to succeed is if I have a record label. Or the only way that I'm going to be happy is if I make a million dollars. There's right, nobody right. who is more miserable in the world than a rich, pissed off person. Nobody. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. A dear person in my life. She was telling me this, this this story about a person, and you know, she said, uh, "I asked him what is the purpose of his life," and he said, "The purpose of my life is to get as much as I possibly can without hurting, with hurting as little people as possible." Right. And she told me that, and I was like, oh, "Okay." And I went, you know, went to the gym, did my thing. A couple of hours later, I come back, and I was like, I, I called her, and I was like. I got to take issue with this whole thing. And she was like, okay. And I was like, cause I've been thinking about it. That is a terrible mindset to have. Right. And she, and she was like, why? And I said, to get as much as I possibly can without hurting as few people as possible. Why do you got to hurt anybody anyway? Let's start there. But also yeah. if this life is all about you getting, and all of this then is just for selfish endeavors. It's all about to meet your your ego, your narcissism. You're not yeah, really here yeah. to contribute. You're here to just get. Everybody here is just for you. And she was like, yeah, that's a valid point. I said, of course it is. Because the purpose of this life isn't for us to get. And that's the one thing that I try to drive to artists. Like I told you, I'm a Trojan horse. I'll give you what you want, but I'm going to give you what you need. Exactly. I'll give you the information. The one thing that artists and people in the arts have just gotten brainwashed. And I don't know when this story started. It, it must have started a hundred years ago. And it just keeps getting passed down like fruitcake at the holidays. Is that you being an artist, an actress, a, 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 an actor, a conductor, a producer, whatever, is that this is all about you and your art. 
you know, people people believe that they were put on this earth to create art. Right. To act, to, to perform, to sing, right. to dance, whatever. They believe that they were put on this earth for that. And my response is always, no, that's not what you were put on this earth for. Uh-huh. You were put on this earth to make a contribution. Whatever talent you have. I mean, 2014, I had a great voice. In right. one year, I, I, I trashed it from speaking so much. So if I was a singer and my identity is wrapped up in singing, well, now all of a sudden I've lost that opportunity, so now I have no purpose. Right, right, right. You know, when you talk about, when you talk about the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment, I've done this now for four years, globally, wherever I've been. I was in China last year. I was there for a month. Right. And I don't care if I'm in Brazil, if I'm in Canada, if I'm in China, if I'm in Austin, Texas. Always ask them. A few years back, and I can update it now, unfortunately. I can update it. So for your audience, we'll use this one. <laughs> I say, I go, you know, we lost a national treasure yeah. a few years back. Robert Williams. Oh, man, tell me about it. I love that guy. Robin Williams. I really Robin did. I, Williams love, I love him. Listen, any city I go to, and I ask them, you know, do you love Robin Williams? I don't care, like I said, if it's in China, Brazil, Texas, Toronto, California, wherever. Do you love Robin Williams? 98% of the audience will always raise their hand. And I thought that you liked him, but did you love Robin Williams? Yeah, man. Yeah, 98%. I- and then you... And then, you know, I give shit to the 2%, like, what the hell's your problem, you know, and all that. <laughs> but you want to talk about a man who achieved everything he set out to do. You know, he moves to California in search of his hopes and dreams of being an actor. You know, bullshit, everybody moves to L.A. to be an actor. And he did it. He achieved it. He achieved it. Then he wanted to get into movies. And he did. He achieved it. Then he wanted to have the most beautiful family in the world. And he achieved it. Then he wanted to make he wanted to make more money than he could ever spend. He achieved it. And he wanted to make the whole world laugh. He achieved it. Then he wanted to do something completely crazy. And he wanted to win an Oscar for something outside of comedy. The thing that he was always known for. And he achieved it. And he wanted to make he wanted everybody in the world to love him. He achieved it. They have to be himself. Heavy he as hung the himself. crown. Yeah, heavy as the crown, man. And the reason why he hung himself is because we have a lie that we believe ourselves that life is all about you gathering stuff. It's all about you achieving stuff. You know, he hung himself in his home. Leaving, a million dollar home. A million dollar home. Not yeah. less. Leaving millions of people around the world with the loss and screw us. What do we matter? Yeah, right. He left his family and kids with the burden and the scars for the rest of their life that this man was out filled. We saw it happen with Chris Cornell. We saw it happen with Chester Bennington. You can look at the rappers who got everything in the world. And yet then they go and they go to jail because they get a gun. You know, they have a gun. Yeah, yeah. And and they're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the difference of achievement where you're constantly going out there and you're achieving stuff versus the fulfillment. And that has been my mission now for the last few years is about ending suffering. And people think that it's, it's, well, I'm an artist. How can it be? Well, artists are suffering. Artists fall for the scams. Artists fall for the casting couch. Because you're constantly going out there trying to achieve stuff instead of having a fulfillment, having a purpose. And because the purpose is just about your art. You know, art didn't, you know, you create art, art didn't create you. 
Right, right. And I've seen so many great people, so many great people in this life, who they buy into this notion, this bullshit notion, that I'm an artist, I'm an actress, I'm an actor, I'm a producer, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the 1978 home, homecoming queen, you know, or whatever, whatever title you give yourself. And that's where their identity lies. And then when you ask them, what is your contribution? It's always the someday. I love to challenge artists. You know, I, I was in New York City 2014, did an event. And, you know, some of our events are advertised for two hours. We would right. go for 10 to 12 hours. Oh, yeah. 12 yeah. hours. You know, one, it was funny because one time uh, I was doing like a little intervention with somebody in the audience, and I, I asked 62 questions before I even said anything to the artist. Wow. Because I just, I just asked a ton of questions, all right? But I was in New York City, and this guy stood up, and he said, I was one of the original artists signed to Def Jam in the 80s. All right, cool, man. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. And he went on to tell me about how he tried everything. I tried everything. Like, oh, you tried everything? I tried everything. I'm like, everything. Well, not everything. Well, how much did you try? Oh, millions. Oh, you tried millions of things. So, and then you get down to it, and he's like, okay, I tried like five things after I got dropped from the label. And he kept telling me, he kept telling me how he was one of the first artists signed to Def Jam. I was one of the first artists signed. And finally, I just cut him off, and I'm like, yeah, we're all so fucking proud of you. I mean, right. listen, you're one, of the right. first, you're one of the first artists to get dropped from Def Jam. That's really what exactly. you're telling me the story right. is. You're one of the first done. <laughs> You want to tell me how you were one of the first who were signed? I'm telling you, you were the first who were dropped because I've never heard of it. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. I got this notion, and people will try to sell me in as, like, this positive thinking guy. And I don't believe in positive thinking. Positive thinking is not sustainable. Right. Positive thinking says go to your garden and chant, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. Right. I got news for you, buddy. There are weeds there, and they're about to take your garden. God, I believe in the man, truth. Man. I, believe, I believe in seeing things as they are. Oh, realism. Yep. But not seeing it worse than what it is, which is what most people do out of fear. I can't tell you how many times I go to a city and the artists who come and they're like, oh, I thought this was going to be a scam. I thought you were going to do this. I thought you were going to do that. And I'm like, you don't even know it. You didn't even do your homework. Yeah, yeah. But you already built a story. You already built an analogy. You haven't judged. thought about it. Right, right. And the reason why you did that is because you're afraid. You're afraid to trust again. You're afraid to get out there. How many people have you met in your life who have just given up on love? They've just given up on love. A lot. What happened? Oh, yeah, I dated this asshole, you know, four years ago, and he did this to me. I'm, I'm, just, I'm done with love. Yeah, doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense, but it's the stories that we tell ourselves. The same thing happens as an artist. You know, and, and, and you, were, you mentioned earlier how you know, this is something that's outside, you know, that you could do this with art, you know, outside of artists and music industry. And I could. But the reason being is because nobody wants to deal with the arts. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. You know, there's... Very true. You know, you got Jocko, you got Tim Ferriss, you got Tony Robbins, you got, you got tons of great people who will help the housewives. And the I'm here for the arts because that's my purpose and passion since I've been 16 years old. Right, right. So, okay, I so, got a question. I got a quick question for you, though. So I, I, I've heard you talk about the mission to end suff in suffering and, and, and does that entitle just, uh, you know, just these, these music conferences or is this, is this more to this than just a conference? Is this, uh, 
uh, what is this, an idea, a philosophy? I mean, I, I would assume that the Matrix minutes are involved in this idea to end human suffering. Uh, well, you know, the, the end human suffering is not one-dimensional. Right. Um, the end human suffering for me is, is kind of, uh, to use a record label term, it's a 360 deal. Oh, and what God. do I mean by that is, is you know, I'm, I support one of my, if you cut me today, one of my passions is to end uh, the violation of human trafficking. Right. All right. Especially of children. All right. So I, I do a lot of work with an organization called Saves in America. I do a lot of work with Operation Underground Railroad. I do a lot of work here because that's my passion. Nice, and I go to nice. them and I encourage people to, to donate to them. And they always tell me, well, I don't have the money. And I said, look, here's the deal. You don't have 10 cents to donate of a dollar that you have. You're never going to give a million or 10 million. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And everybody's, everybody's always worried about the human suffering when it comes to themselves. How can I help my finances? How can I help my career? Yeah. Let's take ourselves out of the equation and stop looking at ourselves and looking at what's going on in our community. You know, I'll tell you, I believe um, when it comes to any human suffering, is, I was actually saying this last night to someone, is that to end human suffering is a great thing, but i got to end it in myself first. So I'm actually yes. coming up these days, I'm actually coming up these days with a thing of, um, where I, you know, Everything I do in my life is now where I'm telling my body and I'm telling my mind that I'm in control. Right. And I never and I never lead with my head. You know, people go, well, I'm sleeping, but I don't ever lead with that. Because when you lead with your head, you're going to start overanalyzing, you're going to start thinking. I always do everything to lead with my heart because the heart's going to always direct you in the right way. I know it's all kind of hippie, hippie, and all this stuff. <laughs> All right, like, I, you know, like, what's next? We're all going to get naked and hug each other? Like, no, no. no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we, we take that to the Montreal events. Okay? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I, yeah, I was just getting ready to say, man, you, you know, some of the audience may actually be like, hey, man, when does that start? You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, my, my ticket prices are going through the roof if we do that. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, that's, but dude, honestly, that's one of the reasons why we're, we're getting ready to announce all of uh, the rest of 2018 events, and we're doing it for free. Oh, wow. There's going to be absolutely nobody who's going to have If you don't want to pay, you don't have to pay to come to an event. Really? Because, uh, yes. That's going to be worldwide. Wow, that's taking, incredible. I'm not, I'm not taking sponsorship. I don't take sponsorship. I don't believe in sponsorship because I'm not going to sit up there and talk about Reverb Nation or anything like that. Yeah, I talk yeah. about what's ever personal for me. But we're doing this as a service to help artists. And don't worry, we're going to pass the hat around at these events. Oh. We're going to raise some money to end human trafficking as well. It's yeah, one man. of the most violated crimes. But to end human suffering, i got to do it in my life first. So yeah. every morning I wake up and I do 15 minutes on the track. Now, I sent you a picture earlier of me on the... Uh, yeah, I see you. Um, I see you. Not, not the treadmill, the trampoline. Sorry, the trampoline. Yeah, man. Yeah, start that off right away. I don't care if I've got three hours of sleep. I've got five hours of sleep, whatever. First thing I do in the morning is, is I get on the trampoline, I get the blood going. And then I jump and do either a cold plunge or I get a cold shower. I do whatever shot the hell out of my body. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, to end my own personal human suffering, and I take 15 to 20 minutes every morning now. And what I do is it's not meditation or anything like that because I can't, you know, meditation tells you to shut your mind off. I can't shut my mind off, you know. It's like, right, right. There's a, uh, there's a book out there called The Four Hour Work Week. I'm trying to figure out how to get the four hour sleep week, all right? It's like, I can't <laughs> shut my mind off. 
Hey, you know what? You know what? Hold on a second. I got something to tell you. You know, I just discovered this the other day that there is actually a mutated gene that exists in about two to three percent of the world in which they actually do better and perform better uh, with less sleep than the average human being needs. Yeah, man, I, I don't know if I'm one of them or I'm just delusional at this point. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I get about, it's funny because I'll be in conversations with people. I'll be in yeah. conversation and, and then I'll say, I just stop responding. Yeah. And they're like, tell me about it. Hey, I know you experienced that with me. I'm, they're like, yo, what did I do something wrong? I'm like, no, I dropped. Like, I exactly. Dropped, you know? And, uh, and I mean, I have like, you, have, you, you, you make people like, nervous when you do that, man. You make people real, real nervous when you do that. honest with you my my kids hate it because come friday night i literally fall out in the middle of the studio floor i have my blankets set up in the middle middle of the studio floor and i will literally sleep for about 16 to 20 hours straight and i usually wake up about late saturday night just to eat and go back to sleep until sunday right I'm, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've done that. I got people in my life to do that. They drive me nuts when I can't get a hold of them. Uh, <laughs> they'll spend the entire weekend sleeping, you know, and I'm just like, where are you? You know, and it's funny because um, I was briefly in, in, in L.A. for a, a series of meetings. And one of the questions I was asked, and I always get asked this question even out of batch, you know. They asked me, they said, you know, everything you got going on, and the, the contribution that you've made to the world and all this stuff, is it worth it? That's a question I get all the time. Is it worth it? Right. And my response is always, well, depends on what your measuring stick is. Exactly. Exactly. You know, has, has it been, has it been, you know, buying 12 companies, traveling the world, not doing free events with people, has it been worth it to my bank account? I don't know. I mean, I haven't had any losses yet. We'll find out. You know, have to getting the call at three o'clock in the morning to get on the plane to go work with an artist or a songwriter. So, has it been worth it? Well, when you got canceled birthday parties, I don't think it is. Yeah, right. Just, yeah. You know, my personal life is hell because I have no time for that. You know, I have a, uh, I have a wonderful woman in my life. She's very supportive of me. 
And at times, you know, she hates all of this. I'm just going to be honest with you. She hates all of it because, you know, it's, it's, the call at, it's the call at 8 o'clock at night. You don't meet with somebody at 9 o'clock at night. And it's supposed to take 30 minutes and it takes four hours. Right, you know? right. It's, because they don't, because it's an artist and they don't want to tell you what's going on on the floor until you get there, you think you got to help them with a the hang down and you got to remove cancer. You know, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Yeah, yeah, right. Because they don't tell you. So it hasn't been worth it? I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I can tell you this right now is that everything I do is driven to a point of what is the purpose of it? And the purpose of it is to get bank accounts is the purpose of it to get, you know, I don't, I don't like press releases. They never, I will not let my people send out press releases about me. Even right. in 2014 when we started Mattress Minute, they wanted to do all this web ad. We had companies that came in, they wanted to buy into it and give me all this money to do web ads and promotions and all this stuff. And I always said, no, I'm not going to do that. And the reason why is because I'm not going to sit here. And tell artists that you can go without a bunch of money. Meanwhile, I'm taking checks for $100,000 and putting it on my product. Exactly. It doesn't make sense to me. Right, right, right. And so there's just kind of this, you know, like people are, oh, well, you can get a book deal. Like, I don't care about this stuff. Everything I've done, I've never cared about. I've never actually pursued any of this stuff. I never pursued in 2014 to have $78 million streams of the sales of the Ratchet Smith. I never, that I was never just a byproduct. It just happened. You know, I never went out with the goal of, oh, we're going to go do an event in South Africa and then hop on a plane and go over to Australia real quick. Like, that doesn't right. make sense travel-wise. I mean, like, we're going to different continents. I never, I never, that was never my goal. My goal has always been to just help artists. And I've failed in some businesses. I mean, I've started some stuff that, man, that thing couldn't get off the ground if it's, like, dependent on it. And I've been other things where I didn't even try. And it happened. And I'm going to tell you what the secret of it is. And I quote, excuse me, I quote the great movie Notorious. With okay. You know, I don't know if you remember the movie Notorious. It was in theaters for like eight days before it went straight to DVD. It was the movie of Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also movie. on Netflix, too. Yeah. Yeah, horrible movie. Like, take property, <laughs> too, you know? Top <laughs> 10 characters of the day. So, chase vision, not the green. Right. And my whole thing is now is chase the vision, not the money. Because I stole it. I don't know where I stole it. That has been my life. And in times of my life when I chased after money, when I chased after fame, ne- I couldn't get it. I couldn't make enough money to be happy. But and also, I couldn't get things off the ground because I'm just running towards money. Right. You're too consumed. Right. You're too consumed. When I start something, when I buy into a company, when I decide I'm going to go to Anaheim, California and go to that, when the purpose is to serve my fellow man, to serve artists, to protect them, to be the valentine, to protect them from the scams that are out there. Right. I always well, have a, more success than I could ever imagine. You know, I, I actually have a question for you. You know, you, you just brought it up. You said the scams that are out there. So my my question to you is that do you feel like nowadays that the the music business is more consumed with scams or with actual, uh, you know, quality, you know, agencies and, and, and businesses? I believe it depends on what you're looking at. Um, because you could sit here and say, 
Harvey Weinstein would not be classified as a scam. Right. Yet he violated hundreds of women. Right, right. So I believe it depends on who the person is in the due diligence. You know, it's funny, I had a guy talk three weeks ago on Facebook literally sends me a message. And, you know, I mean, it, it might take me a little while to get back to you, but I always get back to And he sent me a message on Facebook, asked me some questions. I think it was like six hours and I had not responded to him, okay? Yeah. And so he responds with, oh, you're just like everyone else in the music industry. You won't help unless you get paid. Right, right, right. And then that, uh, so that caught my eye, and I was like, all right, we're stopping everything I'm doing right now, and we're going to reply to this person right now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, right, right. And I was like, nothing I did was behind, you know, paywalls. Not yet. Because we're going to work on something that's going to really help artists, but there's got to be a bar of entry. I said, my events are even, if, if you email me and you want to come to an event and pay it $75, you email us and you tell us you don't come can't afford it, we're going to give you a ticket because it's not about money. That's just kind of a bar of entry. We had a guy, we had a guy in September, Orlando, Florida. He walked three hours to come. Nice. I felt like I, was, I thought it was like freaking Jesus. You know what I'm nice. saying? Nice. Like, this, this is like wildly <laughs> uncomfortable for me. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, no uh, doubt. And then after the event, when I found out, I was like auctioning him off. Like, who wants to drive this guy home? He lives like nine miles from here. You know, like, it became like an auction. I, I started my own Uber company after the event. That's and, too uh, funny. That's too you know, funny. But, but, and I felt so bad. I mean, if I had a car, I would have been like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, you know, grab security. Let's go get in the car. Let's take this guy home. You know, like I felt so yeah. bad. And, yeah. Uh, but then when you talk about the scams, I mean, look. There are websites, there are people out there who set up Twitter accounts, set up Instagram, who are A&R directors for all of these different labels. And one, that doesn't even make sense because there's there's a non-compete clause with every contract that you sign with a record label. So you can't compete. You can't can't be working for Sony and working for Warner at the same time. So these A&R guys, they get out there. They prey on the weak. They prey on the stupid. Let's just be honest with what it is. They come and they give them all these deals. I met a guy in Austin, Texas, in 2014. He came up to me. He spent $35,000 at internet scams. And they came to the event. And he said, man, what advice could you give me? And I said, you should have came to me $35,000 ago. I could have really helped you then. <laughs> I can't, you know? Yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah. So, so the big scam is there's a few of them. One is we're going to get you radio airplane. Right. So pay us, we're going to get you radio airplay. So you right. pay them, they get no radio airplay. Or they say, oh, we did. And then you, you go and look, and there's nothing that happens. Right. The right. second one is these A&R directors. These A&R directors, you know, oh, I'm an A&R director for all the major labels, which doesn't even make sense. All right. right. Because right. Where, where's your loyalty to the company? Exactly. And all it is is to prey on your hopes, to prey on your dreams, and to then eventually get you to wire them five grand. I actually know a story of a guy in our side of North, Norfolk, Virginia. He said like seven grand to one of these A&R guys. Wow. Because they needed it for processing, travel, all this stuff. Yeah. Then they come back like a month later and they say, the label's not interested in you. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to pay me more money, I'll shop you to another label. Yeah, yeah. That's all part of the scam, right? It's all part of the scam. Because I know people at the label still, and these people don't work for them. But what happens is, and they've been in the acting world, you know, you can go and, oh, you're a model. 
well, here, I'm doing a model shoot. You go to some guy's, you know, apartment. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. And, and, and in Orange, Orange, California, it's a one-bedroom apartment. He's got candles and wine with This is supposed to be a modeling shot, you know? Yeah, you know? yeah. So it really comes down to doing your due diligence, you know, and really making sure that you're, you know, I, my whole thing is I don't give any, I, I tell artists all the time, don't give anybody any money unless they got a job for you. Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay somebody, you know, oh, I'm a publicist and my retainer is, you know, five grand a month. Like, no, bullshit. Let me see what you can do first. I will right, pay you. Exactly. Here's a, here's a post-paid check. I will pay you, but I'm not paying you until you put something out there. Right, there's, right, uh, right. There's, a big, there's a big company out there today. Um, they're a PR company. Their web, their web ads are everywhere. They send out press releases. They don't even get in the Google News because that's how little they have. Every artist is signing up with these fake record labels, these fake AR guys, all of this stuff, it, it really comes down to you've got to ask yourself this question of, does this make sense? And a lot of times they don't care. Artists don't care because they're just, they're so driven by that achievement that yeah. they don't care. Yeah. They're just, they're, just, they're paying out on the money, they're sending out checks, they're doing whatever because they don't really want to work for it. They expect it to come easy because a lot of artists believe that talent is the driving force for your career and talent is not. It's just like an A&R director is not a kingmaker and an A&R director is a traffic cop. You got to tell when people to come and go. You got to, you got to, you got to keep order. Yeah. Yeah. And artists is not about talent. You got to have talent that's important. But if you're not marketable, if you're not smart, if you're hard to work with, I can't tell you when I was working at labels, how many artists careers were tanked. Just because Louie likes working Right, 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 right. The minute yeah. Kanye West stops selling records, you're going to start seeing his label's not going to be working for that. Because you're going to work with I mean, but can we really can we really hold the artists to blame when they're being shown on TV that if you're a cocky, arrogant, you know, such and such type of portrayal that you're going to be the next big thing? I mean, is that is that really the artist's fault or is that is that the music industry's fault? One of the reasons why when I started the Mattress Minute, um, it was so unique to the music industry is because I was giving away the secrets. The music industry is very insecure. You don't want to give away their contacts and you only want to give away the secrets because you're always right. worried about being replaced. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the CEO of the Zeppelin company. Nobody can replace me, you know? So what, like, what am I worried about? And yeah. I think it's a little bit of both because the music industry does not do enough to help teach artists. They tell you to go to college, you know, go to a music business school, spend $200,000 so you can have some professor who could never make it. Tell you right, right, okay. right, right. And the problem with music, and I, dude, I, I, did, a, I did an event at Full Sail University uh, the music industry school, and I got asked to never come back. Like, they literally yeah. asked me, don't you ever come back? And yeah, I sat yeah. there and I told them, you don't need this. Music business, the music industry, the art, is not about you checking boxes and getting the right answer. That's the why, that's why we're in the situation we're in today. Exactly. People didn't know how to take risk. But you need to learn how to be an innovator. You need to go and learn to do something. you got to help your fellow man. you got to contribute to the grand scheme of this. Right, and right, so right, right. And the to answer your question is, I believe that's a little bit of both. I believe that it's 
it's the music industry fault because they don't get the information out there. They don't become the family killers. So they say, hey, you know what? This jackass is running around saying they are, they're an AR person. They don't. They don't. We don't even know who this person is. Don't kill your money. You see that happen with a ton of companies. The record labels just don't care. They're not even going to get in the weeds. Okay. So it is the music industry's fault because they're not doing enough to help educate people get out there to protect people because they don't give a damn. Right, 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 right. The artist part is what their fault is, is that they just believe that if they put music out there, that it's all going to come to them. They don't have to work hard. They don't have to be a good person. And right. they can get their own reality show on E where they have, you know, seven mansions. Yeah. So it really yeah. is a mixture of both. Yeah. The artists that I have met throughout the years, I can think of a few right now. They're the overachievers, the ones who walk the three hours. Not to come to me because we've crap mocked, but it was yeah. that determination and that grit that they were not, a car was not going to get in their way of them learning information. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, let me tell you, September in Orlando, Florida is hot, all right? Like, I'm just going to be honest with you, there's no, there's no cold front, all right? It is, yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> and it was funny because one of the girls actually came to me that I traveled with. And she said, you're not going to believe this. And I was like, okay, what's up? And she said, the guy walked three hours to come see you today. And I was like, really? And, and, and you know, does he smell? Like, is he, like, do we need to give him some clothes? Do I need to give him a shirt? No, he brought I know, right? Clothes. How about a bottle of water? <laughs> yeah. They go, oh, no, he brought changing clothes because he knew he was going to sweat. That's crazy. Him. He was prepared, man. That's, that's even that more crazy. determination. Yeah, man. See, a lot of artists, they talk a big game. They talk a big game. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, I like to say I'm here for the artists who do versus the many who just talk. Yeah. One day yeah. I'm going to do this. One day, you know, the artist who spends all the time recording music but doesn't do a damn thing to promote. You know, the one artist who's all they do is record music but then they never learn about the business of the industry. So I know too many of them. Sick. I know too many of them. Yeah. The artist who, you know, Covers their ears and their eyes, claims that, you know, an like Spotify and Apple use gives them a thing, but it's all about TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, it, I think it's, a, you know, because this technology thing is just going to go by the wayside. Um, so when it comes to who's to blame, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that if artists actually stood up, they actually did their homework, they subscribed to stuff, they learned stuff, I think that then that would actually cause the, the big boy industry, the shrinking of course shrinking. Yeah, of course, it's changed. Yeah, yeah. But as long as, as long as artists believe that I can go get a billion, I can go buy a million views on a YouTube video. I'm going to tell you this right now. I saw this guy. And, uh, you, you know, it's my favorite genre of music, right? Classical music. I thought it was, I thought it was German. <laughs> Here we and, go uh, again. <laughs> here we go, all right? And so, <laughs> I thought this is, it was actually funny. My agent actually called me, because we know this jerk is, right? He's like, yeah. he's seriously one of the worst people in the world. Right. And, uh, He's got a Spotify account, right? He's got a Spotify profile. And one day it says that this no-name jerk who literally plays like village huts in like Africa or something. Like he says that's a thing. Okay. One day he went from like like 96,000 96, monthly listeners on Spotify, which is like really good. Okay, 96,000 individual people listen to your shitty ass music, okay? That's and, right. <laughs> okay? That's a huge number. I mean, like, there's some artists, I mean, like, I got like 2,900 monthly listeners and we're like high-fiving ourselves, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I got like, I think I got like 100 and I'm over here throwing a party, right? Right, right. So this, this no-name asshole says he's got like 96,000 monthly listeners. 
literally the next day, like after, you know, the last long period or whatever, yeah. literally the next day, he drops to like 700. Ouch. Well, how do you go from 96,000 96, monthly listeners to 700 yeah. in a day? Yeah, what yeah, happened? yeah. He bought his place. Yeah. He paid a website money to boost his place because he was either trying to impress somebody, he was trying to show that even if you're old, you can still be funky on the internet. I don't know what his deal was. Well, you know, I've actually heard some people, I've actually heard some people argue that it's, it's nothing different than Wall Street. You understand what I mean by that? Where you, you know, you make an investment and you get a return, uh, especially for those who have their own distribution or, you know what I'm saying? Don't have that middleman, uh, you know, taking out money and stuff. I mean, I don't know what the what the exchange is, but I'm saying like nowadays, you people look at it as if it's a market. You understand? It is marketing, but are you trying to see the market? Are you trying to see people by saying, "I mean, you have a hundred thousand monthly plays that you know are all crap anyway"? Right. Why don't you take that thousand dollars, invest it in Facebook ads, grow actually something because. What's the point of putting out there? I mean, I had a guy the other day. He uh, hit me up on Twitter. He said he has over a million views on his, uh, his YouTube video. Guy has 187 followers on Twitter. Yeah. And I went back and I told him, I said, you spent a couple hundred dollars to get a million views. And I know these aren't real numbers. And he was all like that. I said, that means every one of your followers on Twitter would have to watch your video 5,831 times. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's good. Well, I mean, no offense, no offense, my man. I mean, I, I can't speak for that individual, but I mean, I have a video that has like 40 some odd thousand plays, but that took me like months and months of day oh, yeah, in no. and day out promoting it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, this, this guy's video has been up for three weeks. Okay. Oh, no, 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 this thing's been out for like a year, man. <laughs> okay, and um, the other thing is, I'm like, you have a million views, but you have seven likes. Yeah, yeah. And so, if you're trying to impress the industry, they know all the gimmicks. Yeah, okay? right, right. Why don't you take that money, invest it in promotion, go hit the streets and meet people, get out stickers, get out, get out download cards and music. Why don't yeah. you do this for Facebook ads or Google ads and actually grow something instead of sitting there trying to lie to me or lie to yourself and, oh, I got 100,000 Spotify plays this month. No, you yeah. didn't. You yeah. bought 100,000 plays. And here's at the end of the day, here's the problem with all of it. It's that in a month that goes away. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So what did you actually do besides build a monument to your ego because you gotta prove your relevance because you know you're on the you're on the short end of the life stick right now. You know, and what I don't understand and what I don't understand is like, so, you know, there are those of us out here who like really try. So we, we, you know, we bust our butts every day to try to either reach new people or give the, the, the core fans new, new, you know, new content and stuff. And, and it, it you know, it seems as if this, you know, easier, smarter route to catch any attention, you know, when, when, when you say that your Spotify has, you know, a hundred thousand or 50,000 or 200,000 or a million or whatever, people tend to be more receptive to paying attention. Whereas like in my case, oh, I've got a song that's got 6,000. Well, how long has it been out? Man, it's been out like two years. Well, you know, well, see, that's, that's not a hot song, let me, right? Let me, let me catch you up. Let me catch you up because I'm going I'm to change my career right now. 
We're gonna end. We're gonna end the human suffering in your career right now. Uh, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. And for, all, right, for, all right. All right. Here we go. I went to Texas. I can't remember what city in Texas. They all had guns and cowboy hats. I'm not really sure what city it was. I can't remember. There was an artist, pop artist, female pop artist. Okay. And she came to me, and she came to the event. She played full out in the event. Because if you come to one of my events, it's not sitting there and you take a note. Like, you're going to get on the chair screaming out here. And I always find I always find the one asshole in the crowd. He's just too cool. And I make an example out of him first. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, we get going that way. It's a lot of fun. And you're, you know, by the, it's always fun because at the events that start off with guys in there, you can always find the roughest, toughest guy. Yeah. And I always break him down first. Yeah. And, you know, he starts off like pissed and annoyed that he's there. And at the end of it, the guy's like jumping on his chair thinking this is the most amazing <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> this artist comes to me. She plays full out in the event. Wonderful person. Yeah. And she goes, what can I do to build my career? I said, let me tell you. You need to sit on Twitter, Twitter especially, because that's the one where you really, can really interact with people. Yes, Twitter's yes. kind of a wasteland these days, but if you do it properly, it's still very effective. Exactly. I said the average American watches TV six hours a day. Make it five hours a day. Okay, the big bang theory can wait, all right? Make yep. it five hours a day. Spend an hour every day building relationships with people. Yep, yep. Building relationships. So you send them a message. You let them know how, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? This, this twism, you know, I'm from Canada. It's, 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 it's the almost June here, and I'm still freezing my ass off. Like, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Nine times out of ten, people are going to respond, especially if they realize it's not automated. If it's an automated message, you've already lost it. You've already lost it, okay? Because yeah. if you don't have time to devote your career, then I don't have time to check out your music. Exactly, okay? exactly. So what she did was that she got on this mission, and it was, you know, people were like, oh, it's so, you know, it's so simple. I'm like, yeah, but you still don't apply it. So it's obviously not that simple because if it was simple, you would have already mastered it. Right? right, right. And so, and this is what I did in 2014. This was my secret in 2014. I literally just spent time talking to people. Like I did with how you and I are speaking friends. Yeah, yeah. I would send, I would, I'd send a message. I'd wait for it to get replied. I replied. And they said, well, I couldn't believe you actually replied. You know, like a... Yeah, Aaron Lang, the, the, the lovely, the lovely. Don't Aaron say Lang. that out loud. Don't say that out loud. She goes. Uh, I sent her a message, you know, and she was like, um, "I was shocked when I found out that it was actually you and not one yeah. of your people." Yeah, and I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "Because you know, like, I didn't know if it was one of your handlers or if it was automated." And I was like, "No, it's my account. It's my brand. I'm going to take ownership of it." Yeah, I have people yeah. who do other stuff for me. When it comes to me actually interacting with people, that's my job because nobody's going to sell my brand better than me. Yeah. So this girl back in Texas, we give her the mission, we give her the plan. You spend an hour every day sending messages, no links, no links. You're not selling anybody anything. What you're going to do is you're just going to ask them how they're doing. Look at their bio, see what city they're in. Find something, you know, if they're from uh, Cleveland, you could be like, oh, you know, LeBron sucks. And they'll be like, well, I know LeBron's awesome, you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Start the relationship that way. Right. The really. You know, the best relationships in life are, are pitch and catch. When I throw it at you, you throw it, just, you throw it back to me just fast and it's hard. Right, right, exactly. So what happened was, I said, after you've had a conversation, you keep going three, four messages back. Ask them where they listen to music at. If it's SoundCloud, you send them a SoundCloud link. If it's Spotify, you send them a Spotify link. Right. Whatever it is. She did this all summer long. 
Twitter followers went from like two to three thousand. You know, she built her Twitter followers and didn't buy anything. Yeah. When it went from two to three thousand over the summer, it went up to a hundred thousand. Her Spotify plays, some of the songs she's got today are still at three, four hundred thousand. She never paid a dime for any of it. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was that she built a personal connection with the audience, with her audience online. They didn't give a crap how many plays there were. Because what happened? You got a girl in the lake of Kansas who just said, hey, this artist just came to me and she's talking to me. And everybody wants to feel like they're a part of something bigger. And so what happened was that the personal connection was the thing that was driving force. And those people didn't care about the numbers. And today she's still doing it. She doesn't even, she's smart. She doesn't even want a record deal. She's making enough money on streams and all this stuff on her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She started by building the connections. So for you to sit here and say, well, you know, I got 6,000 plays. Well, great, you got 6,000 people who've actually listened to the song. Now what it's time for you to do is to end your suffering. Because you go out there and you start sharing your experience, sharing your passion, sharing your love with the people on your, on your Twitter list. Don't send out mass messages. I mean, you can't. No, no. And you know what? You know what? One of the one of the actual marketing things that I have I have, you know, actually it's been a gruesome lesson was the interaction. Uh, you know, I, I, I was listening to a podcast just a little while ago, a really great podcast that was explaining a new formula that's coming out. It's a it's a new app. And what it does is it analyzes social media interaction of artists and brands and business. And then it relays the information to, you know, uh, you know, people like A&Rs and Sony and things like this. And what it does is it gives them a rating, uh, a, a scale of exactly, you know, their interaction level, how the fans respond, um, you know, what uh, how many leads they recovered off of just that one interactive post and so on and so forth. But when you're talking about trying to, you know. Uh, you've got, you know, let's say you've got like 20,000 followers, right? And, and you're trying to interact with it each personally. You know, not only is that time consuming, but, you know, it can be a little aggravating. Yes? No? Well, what's more important? Well, no, I mean, no, I understand. No, obviously not. <laughs> I'm saying, though, but you, you, you have to, you know, what, keep your mind motivated, keep yourself staying strong, find new stuff to talk to them about. You know what I mean? Like, what? Well, sir, I mean, you know, look, look, I mean, here at the end of the day, if you send me a message and you're like, hey, Matt, how's it going? I'm like, good. And I click reply. And my response to you is good. I'm probably telling you right then and there, yeah, I'm not really interested in keeping a relationship going. Yeah, right. You know, it's an old marketing trick of anytime you send a message, always end it with a question that they have to respond to. Right, right. Yeah, so tell me, you know, it's like, hey, what are you watching these days on TV? You know, I love, I love, I love shows. The problem is, is that, and, and, and if they keep responding, you got to call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if, and if then you, you keep the conversation you, going. You keep the conversation going, and by the time that they have decided that, oh, like, well, he's a really cool person, I like him, whatever, he's got a few kids, he's got a beautiful wife, I really want to interact with this person, they're going to do anything you want anyway. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, we, would you listen to my song? And here's the best part. When you build a personal relationship with people, you don't have to ask them to retweet it for you. They're going to do it anyways, because as a friend, don't you take care of your friend? Oh, yeah, of course. I've had the honor, yeah. I've had the honor and privilege of working with hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And I don't remember everybody's name, but I, I remember their stories. 
I think people come up to me, you know, because I'm going back out to the same cities I did a couple of years ago. And right. you go out and you talk to these people, and they'll, they'll tell you how they remember what you said to them in 2014. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. I can't, I'll tell you what shirt you were wearing because I don't forget to say, <laughs> you know. And like, I can't believe you're. I'm like, yeah, you look pretty stupid with that shirt on, you know. Stop lying. It's called a stop lying. It's called a photographic memory. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll go with that. Okay. I, I can't remember your name, <laughs> but I remember, you know, the, the, the goofy ass shirt you were wearing. You know. Yeah. And, right. You know, right. And, and and it just goes back to, you know, people want to feel valued. You know, I, I, I just, it drives me insane when an artist will hit me up on Twitter. I have no clue who they are. They just follow me. And I get some random direct message where they're telling me, you know, uh, retweet my music. Now, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. You have not earned that right. And I think that that's how everybody is. But, but the thing is that we're moving so fast. We're trying to we're trying to get as much coverage as possible. We're trying to go global before we even done local. Right, right. And, and you expect people are just you know like oh I'm the only artist that has hit them up today, so they're going to be just so impressed. Uh, I sent them some mass spam message telling them to tweet out my music. Yeah, right. You know, research right. even shows. Research even shows that if you're a, if you're a subscriber of Spotify and somebody sends you a link, that there's a seven in ten chance they're actually going to listen to it. Really? Because it doesn't cost them anything. Yeah, because it doesn't cost them anything. They pay yeah. the nine a month or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're going and we're asking artists to spend a dollar on iTunes to buy my single. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Why would I spend all this? Why would I spend a dollar? But I don't yeah. even know who you are. Yeah, yeah. So it, it goes back down to the personal relationship. If you don't have time, because you're not trying to be an artist. If yeah. you start a business and you don't have time to grow that business, anything in life, yeah. anything yeah. in life. Yep. If you're not growing, you're dying. I don't care if it's your business, your finances, your relationship, your kids. Jeez. They're not See, growing, I, yeah. they're dying. <laughs> yep, yep, All right? Yep. You, want yep. your, you want your kids to grow. You know, like, yep. you just want to. And I think that, I think that so many times, and so many people in our lives, uh, we just, we get to a point where, you know, if, if you were, if you were, if you were training to be a, a star basketball player, Michael Jordan, great example. Right. Did Michael Jordan make excuses when he was growing up to practice? No. He was committed to go out there and do it and to be the best. Every day. This is a guy who won three championships, took some time off to go for it with baseball, came back and won three more championships. Exactly. <laughs> because he was committed to his art. And the problem is that most artists are committed to their partying, to their ego, yep. their image, sex. Yep. They're not committed to their art. The art is a byproduct of all of that stuff. That's yep. why they don't get the results that they want. Yep. And yep. also the other, the other problem is that they don't live in a place of gratefulness. You know, they got their own suffering in their life, and they just don't live in a place of gratefulness. So like, if, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm God, and I come down and I talk to one of my creatures, and I say, hey, how do you like it? And the person says, you know, it's God, miserable. why do you have to make it so hot? Why yeah, right. I'm sweating my ass off out here, you know? Like, it's so humid. And then I yeah. got to deal with all these idiots. They're so stupid. They're bumping yeah. into me. They're always on their damn phones. I almost got hit by a cab because, you know, the guy was texting me and driving. And they got these fire ants, and they're biting my ass, you know, and they're stuck. And then I got, you know, I was supposed to fly on a plane the other day, but it was foggy, and my plane got grounded. God, why don't you do something about that? Right, Dear right. God, if you're God, do you want to hang out with that person? No way, man. I'd be like, yo, I'm good. I'll see you later. <laughs> right. 
about if your guy you come down and man, what do you think of this creation? You know, God, like this weather, it's awesome. I mean, like I get four seasons. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I get four seasons every day. I mean, swear to God, one day it was yeah, right. Early, <laughs> it was early. Swear, swear to God, early morning it was eighty-one degrees a few weeks ago. By night it was thirty-nine degrees. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like I swear. I mean, like we were getting snow and we had summer weather. Yeah. God, you know, like this weather, I get like four different seasons a day. You know, I got to deal with all these people that I can learn from and grow, and I can contribute, and they can contribute to me, and I get to learn their stories so I can better my life and better the lives of other people. And these fire ants, I mean, these things are, you know, I'm 10 times, you know, I'm 10,000 times their size, and they got the braveness to, like, bite my ass. Like, that's pretty cool, don't you think, guys? If you're God, which person do all feel around? Yeah. The person who's in suffering or the person who's grateful? The one person, the always, person who actually showed me that I wanted to pay attention to what they were saying. <laughs> Well, think about it. People always tell me, like, oh, I don't feel close to God or the creator or infinite energy or whatever you believe in. Yeah. I said, maybe you don't feel close to God because you're too busy bitching and whining all the time and you don't have any yeah, moments exactly. to be grateful for what's going on. But yep. if you're an artist, if you're an artist and everything is about you bitching and moaning, does the fan want to listen to you? Do they want to? And I mean, they got their own problems and here you are bitching about your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you live in a place of gratefulness, if you live in a place where you want to end suffering, then you're not going to be you know, delivering your misery to everybody else. Right, you know? right, right. Well, so you know, some people, just, some people just always live in a state of misery. Isn't that why, uh, you know, uh, what was that music during the 90s? Corn uh, and not corn, but uh, what was it? Nirvana and all that. Isn't that why that music yeah. succeeded? Some people just want to be like that, though. Look, I know, I know people today who are on antidepressants who are still depressed. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask any one of my eight therapists, they'll all tell you the same thing too. Well, because I mean, right? I mean, like therapy, you know. Like I mean, people. If, if you wake up in the morning and you decide what person you're going to be, yeah. You wake up in the morning and you decide if you're going to be loving. You're going to contribute. You're going to make a difference. Right. Yeah. Happy. You make that decision. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said. I know people who are on antidepressants are more miserable today than they were before they got on the damn thing. Exactly, exactly. You know, my and wife so, has a my wife has a philosophy that you 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 speak or you breathe into existence your feelings, right? Right. I mean, do you need a reason to be upset? Mm, not nowadays. No. Do you, do you need a reason to call somebody and just you know? I know this is going to be weird, but I need to, I need to complain to you real quick about this person. Is somebody going to act like you're weird for doing that? I mean, if they're no. a friend, no. Right, because people are always looking for misery. Misery loves right. company and all that. Right, right, right. You ever, you, ever, you ever met somebody and you're like, hey, what's wrong with you? And they're like, oh, I just woke up. And what do yeah. you say? I understand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but if somebody's living in a peak state, if they're if they're loving life and everything that goes on, they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm so happy to be alive. They're going to put that guy in a loony bin. Exactly. Exactly. Because because we've forgotten what depth is. We've forgotten what it means to go for it. You know, right. people sit and tell me about their Facebook friends. I'm like, oh, baby, you got a problem. Nothing wrong with Facebook. Some of our friends are really there. But we've forgotten what it means to go deep. We've forgotten, we've forgotten what it means to have a connection with somebody, right. to be able to feel, to touch them. Yeah. We've forgotten what it means to be honorable. You know, I... I I get wildly uncomfortable these days when I hear people, when I see all these reality TV shows out there that talk about 
that, you know, the purpose of your life is to, uh, you know, to have a Lamborghini and 10, 10 mansion. Right. Because I believe that in some ways we're going back to this era. You know, when I, when I, buy, a, when I buy a company, I don't do contracts. I do handshake deals. Because if I shake your hand, that's better than any contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for I'm gonna sure. Honor my, I'm going to honor my part. You're going to honor yours. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how we do it. When we watch these reality shows today, and it gets ingrained. I mean, The Voice and American Idol and all this stuff, I hate all the shows. Because what it shows you is two things. One, it shows you if you want to get your 15 minutes fame, just go and be the biggest freak show you possibly can be. Yeah, right, right. Or on the yeah, other hand, success comes by agree. you just yeah. Well, success comes by you just auditioning and you just not putting any effort. So just go stand in line like it's red line Mondays in Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and then we model ourselves after the Kardashians who've done nothing to contribute to society. And you know what? That's I'm glad you brought that up because you know what? In today's society, and especially okay, you know what? I'm I got I have to speak from a personal point of view here. But as a father of five kids who are all with the same mother, married, you know, 17 years, it aggravates me beyond belief to see TV shows like Keeping Up with the Kardashians and things like this. When in reality, or in retrospect, there are people out there, and I I'm going to use this as an example just because I know every. Everybody knows him, but Akon, Akon is my personal, my personal icon, so to speak, because he took his success and he went to Africa and he changed lives. And that is something that, you know, my kids ask me, well, what would be the first thing that you would do if you, if you got all this money and you became a big success? Well, you know, the first thing I would do, I would build a housing shelter for women and children in Lafayette, Indiana, because they have absolutely no setup there. People are going to be like, what's Lafayette, Indiana? What is this? But to me, that's a personal goal because I want to be like somebody that I seen Akon, not like somebody that, you know, Kardashians or Kanye or, or, or any of these other individuals in life who may be salting the earth right now. Well, the problem is that artists and people in general, you watch trash, trash shows, and that's what they are. They're trash exactly. shows. They're, exactly. They're, uh, I like to call them on-time porn. And <laughs> they, give you this, they give you this false sense of work. They give you this false sense of what fame is. Yeah. You know, I, believe this, I believe the American dream is not about Lamborghinis and mansions. Right, right, I believe right, right. that in some ways it's going back to the 1950s. You know, if you watch if you watch movies from the 1950s, um, you know they were they were you know they're on a cruise ship and they're wearing a suit. You know, and it's yes, very proper, yes, classy, time. quality. Yes, yes. And you know, I mean, I know that especially if you come to an event, I get I get more dressed up than pretty much anybody at the place, and I, I and I realize that. You know, I I feel like we've kind of gotten a little too casual at times. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I hate when I go to my bank and it's casual Tuesday, you know. <laughs> I kind of want my banker to dress up, you know. And um, But, you know, I believe the American dream is going back to that 1950s where it's not about Lamborghinis and mansions. I believe that it's about, you know, working your butt off, shaking something and meaning something. It's, Purity. It's Sunday, it's Sunday dinners with your family. Yep. It's, you know, minimal credit card debt. 
yep. it's, you know, the house with the white picket fence, it's your priorities. College. Why does it have to be any more difficult than that? Yep. Yep. Because, yep. because we make it and, we, and we're, we're going after stuff instead of tax. Yep. And, yep. you know, I go, I go into, I go into these cities and I talk to these artists and ours will tell you straight up. I've met artists. I don't care if I make any money. I just want to be famous. Yeah. And I always tell them, well, you want to get, you want to, I, I mean, I can, I can solve that problem for you real quick. But go rob a bunch of liquor stores. Your face will be all over. Oh my God. <laughs> that is not very motivational, you know, commenting on your part though. <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, but, but you just want to be famous, go rob liquor stores. No, no, no. I mean, your face will be everywhere if that's what you want. I don't know because you're not going to serve a purpose. You're going to you're not going to serve a purpose anyway. I can't understand people like that. Well, because what it is is that it's 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 why you see an artist post music and somebody says he's stuck, and then they spend the next seven weeks regarding that person, yeah, or yeah. trash talking that person. Because at the end of the day, you're doing it for your ego. You're not yeah. doing it for any other reason. No. And so what I do is when I go in and I talk to artists or if I get the call to go work with a signed artist at a label is I got to strip them of all of that. I got to strip them of the lies they tell themselves. I got to strip yeah. them of the lies that the only thing that matters in my life is music or the yeah. only thing that matters in my life is, is producing. Yeah. And you got to strip all that away. And you got to basically tell them that, look, <laughs> working your butt off means nothing if you have nobody to come home to. I, you know, I, I guess, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The purpose of all of this isn't for you to gather stuff. You know, when people say money can't buy you happiness, I always tell them you don't know where to shop. Yeah, right, no doubt. Because it's not about actually the money, it's about the experience. Invest exactly. in experience, invest in people, don't invest in things. Because when you invest in things, you're going to always be trying to keep up with all the new latest gadgets. That's why one of the things and fashions. And I don't. You know. I don't invest in technology companies. I never buy technology companies, and the reason for me is it moves too quickly. Right. I don't like things that have an on and off switch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't like something that can be rebooted. Not because I think that somebody's going to screw me over, because I think they they don't even know what they're talking about because it's moving <laughs> too quickly. And these days, everything is moving too quick. Yeah. You know, we have, we have artists who literally today, unlike any other time in our world, you can be an artist in Cincinnati, Ohio, put a song up on SoundCloud. If you do it the right way, you get people around the world. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Listening to your music. Yeah. That wasn't happening 20 years ago. When I started working 21 years ago at Jive Records, you had to dominate Cincinnati, and then you went to Columbus, and you went to Indianapolis. And right. That way, it hoped you got the attention of a record label. Right, 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 right. And see, today, everybody thinks if I just throw my music up online, that A&R guys are just sitting there all day long refreshing SoundCloud, waiting for the new thing that gets posted. Yep. Record labels are going broke today, okay? They yeah, don't they have any money. So if they're going to sign an artist, it has to be almost damn near perfect. Yeah. of an investment because that's what a record label is they're putting an investment into an artist's career they don't want to hear your talk they yeah. want to see your numbers right they want to see what your Spotify plays are they want to see what your interaction is online they want to see what people are saying they want to hear what the local radio DJs are saying in town what the local promoters are saying are people talking about you right. that's why we go back to the, the million views on YouTube 
If no, okay, if you got a million views on a video that's been around for three weeks or you're some, some crappy classical conductor and you got 96,000 plays on Spotify and nobody's talking about you, then, Something wrong. Okay, two Something's things. Wrong. Two things have happened. <laughs> you either have bought your place because you're that lame and pathetic. Yeah. Or you did something which drove people to your page and then they didn't want to further the relationship. So which right. one is actually worse? Which one's worse? I That's personally, like I, said, I would say the second one personally. Right. Absolutely. Artists will tell me all the time, oh, I got 300,000, you know, followers on Twitter. I go, yes, you got one retweet of your yeah. page. Yeah, music. right. Yeah. So, so either you just wasted your money and you're trying to scam me and tell me that you're a lot bigger than you are, or 300,000 people have collectively decided you suck. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if that's the case, then nobody's taking you, right? Which one do you want to be truthful about here? <sighs> And then they always come back and go, yeah, I bought my followers. I, I don't suck. I bought my followers. I'm like, yeah, how many followers did you buy out of 300,000? 300,000. I'm like, okay, so you got about eight people who are actually real on your Twitter account, and one of them is yeah. your mama. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, I mean, I guess uh, people who would be, you know, uncomfortable with themselves or the product of their, their thing may, you know, they that's fine. But I guess to to lose that core fan or that one fan that would go out and retweet or the would talk about, I feel like that's, you know, that's priceless. There's not a value on that one person. You know, I have a couple of people in my life who without them, I would feel, I would feel like less than a man because I've had them for so long and I've done such a great job at entertaining them and, and maintaining that friendship that if I was to lose it now, I would feel like, yo, I just totally messed up everything. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I see that's because you're a well-balanced person. <laughs> no, man, I'm going to tell you the truth. I am probably one of the most unbalanced, but I have a dream and it is to see that these kids succeed in life. And you know what? I'm that guy that's walking three hours to make sure that these children never have to go through what I went through. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's my a, yeah, that's my yeah, purpose, don't, don't, right? Yeah. Don't cut yourself. Don't cut yourself short, man. Uh, you are a balanced person because I'm humble about purpose, that. <laughs> there's a purpose in the drive. There. There's a reason for why you're doing this besides you just trying to be the man. No, that's man. balance right there. Yeah. I mean, you're working, you know, one day you're going to come home and you're going to tell your kid, I worked my butt off. I was blessed, but I worked my ass off for this. Yeah, man. You got to show them, you got to show them what hard work is. Oh, they see you know? it every I mean, day, man. You know, I know there's schools, schools, you, yeah. you know, like uh, high schools and stuff like that, but they, they show, they, they play the match Smith in the class. You know, they're, they're wow, really? All this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like, I get to be like... I get to be like the principal of like the world's largest school. It's a really That's cool thing. That's awesome. You know? That's and, so awesome. Jealousy on a hundred right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, but, but that is for me. It's it's about those things. It's about yeah. it's just, this purpose is not about how many companies I can name after myself. Right, right, this right. It's not right. about how many people can stand in line or how, okay, so we got somebody walk three hours. Let's get somebody to walk four hours. That's not about yeah, no doubt, right? That's yeah. Stuff. You know, I mean, you know, my birth, I told you earlier, my birthday was yesterday and yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've been asked some people, uh, well, what kind of gifts did you get? 
you know, you got some really cool friends. Like, where do they get you? And I'm like, I don't accept gifts. Yeah, I hate yeah. Gifts, actually. Yeah. And the reason being is because, you know, if you were to give me uh, an Apple Watch, there's that. It makes me wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, because now I feel obligated, because, right? Well, now I got to feel. Yeah, now I got to figure out. Well, what do I get you now? You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and right. <laughs> one of one of my dearest friends. He gave me a he gave me a, a, a four pack of uh, Red Bull, and, okay. and I'm a Red Bull drinker. Okay, like we all got a crutch. I'm a Red Bull guy. Okay. okay. And, uh, okay. That was the most meaningful gift. Yeah, <laughs> you could give me because he knows, you know, this this guy drinks Red Bull. You know, yeah, he's like trying right? to be all peak performance, and he drinks Red Bull. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, I would could, I would rather spend time with you than receive your gifts. Yeah, yeah. And so Absolutely. for me, I get I get wildly uncomfortable with gifts. You know. And, I guess, I guess you say wildly uncomfortable. I, you know, it almost as if it's it's a sense of of something over your head, right? I know we said the word obligated, but I, I guess it kind of makes me feel like as if you know, especially when you talk about stuff like an Apple Watch and things. Don't nobody be buying me an Apple Watch. You're liable to get like a watch made out of two broken shoelaces and a and a timepiece because. You know, I'm not built like that, and I'm not trying to have to be, you know, hawking and selling my entire life just to to reciprocate to you the value, you know what I mean, of 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 what you're trying to show me. You know, can't we just go grab a cup of coffee or something? You know what I mean? But that goes back to the depth. We've forgotten how to be. Yeah. Right. Right. We are just we are so occupied in achieving stuff. And achieving status, yeah, that we have forgotten what it means to actually just be a member of your community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your community doesn't just have to, right? You know, that's one of the reasons why I feel fast. Like everybody's like, "Oh, why don't you do webinars?" You were that's terrible because I'm trying to get people off the truth. Yeah, exercise a little bit. I need them. I need them to get in front of me. Yeah. And the reason being is not because I'm that great, but you know what? We got artists today who have never played a show in their lives. They have never even thought about playing a show. Really? Because they're not paying. Oh yeah, man. Because they don't pay enough. Oh my gosh. Uh, they believe that you know they believe their first show out should be a thousand dollar payday. Oh come on, come on! I'm doing everything. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> everything, right? But there's the balance right there. There's the balance. <laughs> I did I a charity people. event for a sick kids hospital, man. I did a charity oh, event for sick kids hospital. Everybody was, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was, but everybody was kind of like, yo, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's kind of not really what you should be doing. You know, if you want to make your name such and such. And I was like, you know what? I, I did it because I thought I was being a part of something. And, and to me to be able to say I was a part of that event means more than any amount of money you could have gave me. You know what I mean? My entire life has been made up of people telling me what they think is best for my career. Right, right. If you if you do this, then maybe this will happen. A perfect example, I'm going to be, uh, here's Matthew Ricks completely unplugged for you right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This is actually, this, yeah, yeah, here we go, send it up a tweet, here we go. Last yeah. week, this actually happened within, because, you know, I have, I, have a, I have a wonderful team, wonderful yeah. team across the board. Yeah, man. And we got different factions of that team, you know. I mean, we got these people, we got the more professional people, we got the people who, you know, they've gotten. I mean, I'll tell you, in 2014, we went did a run. 
uh, in November because why not, right? So we go yeah, to yeah. Uh, we go to Minneapolis, Minnesota, okay. Indianapolis, and then uh, New Orleans. So we got yep, like, freezing, freezing ass cold, and we're going down to the you know Cajun city, right? Yeah. And our flight from Minneapolis to Indianapolis got canceled. Oh canceled. no! Like, it was like. Yeah, United was just like, yeah, no, sorry, we're not going to, you know, fly today, apparently, or something. Oh, that sucks. We had, that to, sucks. we had to do the event, drive overnight in the snow. You know, we're all a bunch of people from South or California. We don't know how to drive in the snow. Yeah, right. From, from Minneapolis to Indianapolis. We got in at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon because of the road conditions. Yeah, I yeah. set up to do an event that night. We got done at like 1 o'clock in the morning. We were back at the airport at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, Catch yeah. a flight down to New Orleans. Wow. And and so I have this wonderful team that's totally selfless. And this is just some of the crap I put them through over the years, you know? I mean, like, I remember that weekend. I think we got a grand total of, like, seven, eight hours of sleep before the <laughs> three-day run was over, all right? And we, we all went out to dinner afterwards because my thing is, like, after a run, we all go out to eat. We kind of decompress everything and we kind of talk yeah. about what worked, what didn't work because I'm yeah. not one of these people who goes, this is the event and this is the way it is. We're <laughs> always growing, we're always changing. And that night in New Orleans, like everybody just looked like they were zombies, you know, and I mean, including right. myself, you know, and, and voice is shot. Nobody wants to talk. Everybody's tissing. So nobody slept, you know. And, <laughs> and so last week, talk, man, it reminds me of so much, man. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, people think I have a glamorous life, you know, and like here we are, like in a Toyota Corolla driving in the snow with flying. Man, but that's what makes it awesome. That's what makes it so awesome. Some of the some of the some of the best memories I have are not Grammys or award shows. Exactly. The best memories is you know um, being stranded at an airport in Reno, Nevada, of all places, which is yeah, Yeah. stranded at an airport. But um, I got one for you. Situation. Last week we had a situation, and um, one of the people on the team suggested, well, maybe he should bring out the gold records yeah. to the event. Yeah. Bring out the gold records to the event so that artists can see it. Yeah, yeah. And right. I said, what, what, what the crap do these artists care about some rock band from 10 years ago went gold? Like, how does that do for their career? What? That's, well, you know, it, what? They're like, oh, we could bring validity, or they could take pictures with it, and all this stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, look, that's so my cool. Whole thing though. Is, my whole thing has always been, I don't turn this into a circus act, and I'm not going to uh, do anything to, to pry at your your emotion. Yeah, oh, man, one I can day understand. you could get one of these because you're never yeah. going to get a gold record. Yeah, nobody's right. ever going to get a gold record again, unless you're Taylor Swift. You're never going to get a gold record again. Right. The recording industry has set up a standard for gold records. Right. So what they judge now is based because everything is streaming, it's a lot you can different. You make gold in a day, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Where you have yep. to use to sell five hundred thousand copies of an album to go gold, you now have to stream fifty million times. Yeah, man. From yeah, that man. album, right? To go gold. So, so gold records are going to become a thing of a past until they change that. Right. I said, look, I don't go to cities to put out a circus act. I go in there, give them the information to deliver to them what they need in their careers and to build from that. It's not right. about taking pictures of gold records. You want to take a picture of gold records, go to a freaking museum. Right, 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 right. right. This thing is this thing's about more depth than that. No. So, I tell you Substance, that because substance. It's about that, you know? It's like, I'm not going for, because everything in our lives are going for the quick fix. 
Right, right. Everything. You know, you can eat pizza every single day of your life, but if you take this one pill, you're going to die. I wish. I wish. Bullshit. Bullshit. You know? You know, um, if you got a, if you got a problem in your life, take a pill. You know, if, if, if you're mad at your wife, get a new one. If you hate your kid, go get some new ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're Dude. always looking for the quick fix. We do not have the substance anymore. You know, you if, know if, uh, <laughs> I've had the wrong idea, I guess. I've been listening to you the whole time. I've got the wrong idea. You know, I thought, you know, I, man, I... <laughs> You know, you're sitting here talking about, you know, uh, uh, go get new kids, go get new wives, you know, things like that. Like, that just cracks me up because you have no, I mean, you're saying it, you know, kind of off the offhand jokingly. But in today's world, that is so much of a reality that it's it's frustrating because, you know, I've been with my wife 17 years. You know, there are moments where I've been like, yo, you know what? I just wish I could switch you out for a new model. But would I go and do that? would I would I act upon that? No, but you see these others that have no resilience, no backbone. You know what I mean? No, because when times get tough, they flee. Yeah, exactly. I, and where did we lose that? Where did we lose the ability to stand up and fight and, and, and start doing this whole run away and talk behind you know closed doors or or video phones or. I mean, I just don't understand how we lost that part of us. When we stop dealing with, when we stop dealing with ourselves. Hiding from ourselves. It goes back to what I talked about earlier. The person who's given up on love because a few years ago they got burned in a relationship. We don't want to deal with stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to, we're going to medicate ourselves with, with, with sex, with, with drinking, with drugs, with whatever. Gambling, yeah. working yeah. our asses off, whatever it is, because we're just trying to avoid actually, you know, being honest with ourselves. Right. I know a person today. I know. I know a person today who will tell you that they are the most honorable person in the world, and the way that they treat their employees is unique. I mean, it's garbage is an accomplishment. I mean, like, that's a good, I mean, if you said that you treat your employees like garbage, that's actually like an, an exaggeration on how well they treat them because they treat these, they treat their employees like absolute, just like mop bucket assistants. Really? They, tra- they travel in business. They stay in these thousand dollar hotel rooms. They make the assistants sleep on couches. Uh. They berate them. They refuse to pay them. They do all of this stuff. But they'll sit there and tell you and look at you in the face and tell you they're an honorable business person. Yeah, because they, yeah. They live in, I, you know, and when I talk to these artists at events, and they tell me, all this stuff, I go, okay, well, your first problem we have to work on is you're delusional. Then we can get to the artist's actually problem with your career. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, the problem, but the problem is, is, I mean, seriously, man, you've got a problem. You've been burned in love. What do you do? You spend the next couple of years of your life just running from in and out of uh, empty yeah. relationships. Rebound, rebound, re- with, yeah, yeah. Yeah, medicating with alcohol and drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling yourself, telling yourself these wonderful lies that you believe, but nobody else believes your bullshit. And what happens is that we get to a point where we have just forgotten what depth is. We forgot what it means to take care of ourselves, you know. When you fly on a plane, and see, this is, I think this is what it does where the problem is, is all of this stuff. If you're flying on a plane, they're going over the instructions. The oxygen mask drops. They tell you to put it on your kit first, right, before they right. put it on you. Right. No, they tell you to put it on yourself. 
Put the oxygen mask on yourself before you right. help your kid. Why would you do that? We love our kids. We love the person next to us. It's an elderly person. If it's your kid, don't you want to put the mask on now First. before you take care of yourself, you selfish prick? Yeah, right. Why do they, <laughs> why do, why do, they do that? Because I have no idea. Because you got to take care of yourself before you can help others. I mean, yeah. What we've forgotten, yeah, what we've forgotten is, is that we got to take care of ourselves. we got to make sure, look, as you as a father, if you are not healthy, if you are not balanced, if you are not driven, how are you going to teach your kids any of those qualities? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I totally understand. Totally. If you're, but I guess in a, a life producer, or death situ in a life or death situation, though, I I gotta be honest with you, my man. I I'd, I'd still choose my kid. You know what I mean? Just because I'd rather my child live than I. You know what I mean? Well, right. But you've got to remember that in order for them to live, I mean, if you black out putting the oxygen mask on them, you're both dead. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah yeah I guess man so what, I mean what, yeah. What purpose did you just serve? As hard as it is to accept it and bite down on that, I, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I still know what my inner human self would do, though. I mean, as logical as I am. Yeah. We all want to take care of our kids. We all want to right. take care of those. Close to us, right? Help yeah. yeah. Right, right. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't help. And no, the problem it's... is that people, people don't take care of themselves. Yeah. They don't deal yeah. with their stuff. They don't deal with their pain. They don't deal with their lack. Because anything yeah. that happens in our life, you know, the reason why I'm the person I am today is because I watched really bad people take advantage of a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw a lot of people in my life in this music industry destroy people, abuse them, take them for, take them for granted, take, take advantage of them. And I made That's a difference. Crazy. I made a different decision. Everything in our lives, if we're, ha if we're healthy and we're honest with ourselves, we yeah. the world. Well, it's you know, I, had a, I, had a, I had a situation that presented itself just recently. A dear friend of mine got kind of tangled up in something, yeah. and it was uh, it was look at this, but this is really what's going on. And when it all unraveled, it was everything you've said has been a complete lie. Yeah, 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 everything. yeah. yeah. And when most people turn their back, I said, you know what? I, I have I, I need grace in my life because I screw up a lot. Yeah. I'm going to extend you the grace. Not because I'm awesome, but because I know that tomorrow I'm going to have to go before somebody and say, look, I'm sorry as well. Yeah, no doubt, right? No doubt. No doubt. And, no doubt. But, we're, but, but we don't even take enough interest in people these days to even know if they need it. If they need our grace, yeah. if they need the things, in their, if they need, if they, if they are craving the things in their life that we have, because we don't yeah. take enough time for that. And right. so what I do is with artists is I try to get to the point where they really are able to feel the need of people and go out there and, you know, everybody wants, everybody wants to write a song that changes the world. I try. First, <laughs> first you have to know what the world is going through in order to change it with your song. Yeah, right. And how do you how do you know what the world's going through if you never take time to understand, to value, to make a commitment, no matter how difficult it can be at times, and you honor that commitment. You shake somebody's hand and you say that this is my word and it's good and gold. And actually yeah. live off of that. You know, people tell me all the time, well, I'd rather do a contract with you. I'm like, why? Because let me why? tell you, in a recording contract, in a recording contract, 
there's going to be on a typical recording contract of 50 pages, there's going to be three or four pages of clauses that can get me out of this deal. Yeah, yeah, right. There's no clauses to get you out of the deal. Yeah, yeah. So if I shake your hand and we send an email to each other to follow up, this is what we agreed on. I, mean, I guess it's legally binding, but I don't have a plan. I've, ne- I've never been sued, and I've never sued anybody. I mean, but if you carry your business correctly, you wouldn't be, right? I mean, if you carry yourself appropriately, then nobody's going to say or do anything bad about you. You know what, though? I can't say that. There are some people out there who are just hateful and spiteful, man. And I mean, I, I, look, I, I bought a business. I bought a business and wrote the check, it cleared, shook hands, followed up an email. A couple months later, they come back around, they said, they don't know who you are. Wow. That's crazy. That's and I, absolutely and crazy. I, and I responded. I was like, we shook hands. Yeah. We shook hands. And, you know, I got people in my life who are like, they don't care about the handshake, dude. It's not the 40s anymore. I'm like, yeah, but it should be. Should be. And so I try to get artists back to, if you want to talk about eliminating human suffering, it's when you can trust again. Not only trust your fellow man, but trust yourself, because most people can't trust themselves. Yeah, they can't. They can't trust themselves to make accurate decisions. That's why they right. say, you know, one minute they're one minute they're in love with this person, the next minute they're in love with this person because one of their friends said, "Oh, you should date that person," and they made a switch. Or they are one minute committed to music, but the next minute they're committed to, you know, being a chef because somebody yeah. told them, "Oh, well, you know, you know, it's really hard to make it in the music industry," and it is, especially if you don't know what you're doing. It's, 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 it's almost impossible for you to make it. Yeah, right. Unless you take the time you know, to learn. Unless you take the time to learn, with most most of them don't. Right, right. Well, they'd that's true. Sit there and, they'd rather sit there and go, oh, well, Kanye is acting like this, so I'm going to act like this now. Right, exactly, exactly. Because he can do it, I can do it. You know, I'll tell you, I, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Yeah, I was going to say, we gotta, we're going to start wrapping up. <laughs> an event in Burbank in August. Two days before, three days before, um, guy bought a ticket, all this stuff. Wife, wife emailed my team to let us know that he's not going to be coming. We ask if everything's all right. She, she notifies us that for years this guy has been listening to the metrics minutes. Right. And she said he followed everything that she said down to the letter. Really? Except for when it came to beefing with other arts. Oh, okay. So okay. I talk about that. Got to give some Twitter fights with some other rapper. I'm the baddest. I'm the baddest. No, you're bullshit. No, fuck you. No, whatever. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Got in a grocery store, picking up groceries. Ran into his arch nemesis online, whatever, a fellow rapper. Guy put two in his head. Wow. Guy who was murdered. Behind a wife and a kid. The guy who did the murdering is going to go to jail for the rest of his life because there was an execution. Yeah, yeah. Both of them believe that they were being honorable and true to their art. Yeah. And that their fake ego and their, the things that they thought mattered were more important than anything else. That's One person crazy. lost their life, the other person can sit in jail. 
And That's I did the Burbank. In a sense, lost their life too, right? right? Yeah. Right. I mean, this kid now is going to grow up with, you know, without a father, all because of some stupid song. Yeah. And I say it's a stupid song because at the end of the day, it goes back to if your life is not about contributing, if your life is not about changing the world and making a difference, if your life is about your ego and everything that you can do to build your monument to your ego better, then it really is a, it's really just selfish and pointless life. And I did the Burbank event, and we had a chair. We kept it open for them. I tell that story now in every city. Because at the end of the day, if that was a fulfilled person, if that was a person who had a bigger mission in his life yeah. than just his art, he would yeah. have never gotten into the weeds to be distant. He would have never gotten into the place of, of that he felt like he had to defend himself against somebody else. Yeah. Somebody tells you you suck, you let it slide, you move on. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to sit here and prove anything to anybody. Yep. Yep. And Twism, I'm going to tell you, I have uh, a massive amount of respect for you as a person, <laughs> as an artist, as a radio host. You know, as I told you at the start of the call, I love everybody, but I don't respect a lot of people. I respect you. Um, I appreciate that, man. I just, I don't know what to say to that. I appreciate that, though, I, man. Know I that mean, the feeling yeah, is yeah. mutual. Know that the feeling is mutual. Well, you know, we're all uh, we're all on this journey together of life. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, sometimes in life we, uh, we get to be the, the students and sometimes we get to be the teachers. Yeah, man. You know what? I tell you what, at this moment, I could go for either one because either one's a learning lesson, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, real quick though, man. Before we before we do wrap this thing up, man, I wanted to give you a chance to uh, to tell people about your events, upcoming events, and and different things like that. Well, um, we're gonna get a Twism out there to dance. At one yeah, of them. definitely. Oh um, yeah, for sure. We're gonna get you out there. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get you. Uh, you can sing the Canadian national anthem. I gotta um, learn it first. I I know the American one by heart. Can I do that one? I'm American, so everybody thinks that just because I live in Canada that I know anything about Canada. And I'm going to be, like, so totally honest with you. I'm probably one of the most ignorant American-Canadians you will ever meet. Okay? <laughs> so, you're, I know. So, so you're like... So you're like an American, basically. I um, am an American. I'm from Indianapolis, man. Yeah. Well, man. there you go. I mean, yeah, I was Indiana, born in you know, Arizona, but I moved here to Canada from Indianapolis, Indiana, after uh, after a drive-by, man. So yeah, it's kind of a long story there, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about when you was talking about the two guys uh, fighting to the death over it. We had a similar episode happen in a neighborhood that I was living in. And it's it's sad, man. It's sad. That guy, I knew him personally. He's no longer alive now. And now I'm, you know, I look mm -hmm. at the videos and stuff, and I'm like, you know what, man? I'm glad I changed because I could have ended up like that, or I could have been that. And and I have bigger dreams for for life than just to end up as a casualty or a statistic or a number. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know, I mean, I was uh, I was a high school dropout at 16. Yeah, um, man. You know, I, I, 
I mean, my, my story should be, you know, not doing what I'm doing today. You know, I have a 10th yeah. grade education and yeah. uh, probably the people listening to me talk go, yeah, well, you know, I was going to give them an eighth grade, but okay. 10th was as well. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I grew up, uh, I was, uh, I was a fat kid and I was, I was, I was fat and so uh, was I was awkward, I, man. Yeah. And, man. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I was very awkward. Um, I wasn't athletic. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, no, I mean, you know, I, I never even won participation trophies, you know, and, um, <laughs> And I always so got the. Life, I always got the. Uh, what was it? The nicest personality one. That that was always the one. I didn't. Even, <laughs> I didn't even get that. I got like most likely to be fry guy at Burger King. You know, oh, wow. and um, say it ain't so. You know, or 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 for Canadians, we'll say Tim Hortons. You know, I was there most likely go. to be fry guy at Tim Hortons. There you but, go. You know, my life. My life was. You know, and it drives me nuts when you when I hear people these days. Well, it's easy for you, you know, like you grew up in this or, you know, you're white or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. right. I, I understand all of that. And I do. Yeah. But I made a decision at 16 years old to turn my back on higher education or even to finish the basic education. Yeah. My story, if I fell back on that and I told myself these stories, would it have ended like this? It would have ended with, with, you know, maybe I've been in jail. Yeah. Maybe oh, I yeah, would have, sure. um, you know, been on welfare or whatever. And, and, you know, not to say anything bad about welfare, there's people who need it and stuff like that, but I could have just been a drone on society yeah, because yeah. it's just, well, this is my life. I dropped out of high school. I did have this career in the music industry, but I bankrupted right. the company at 21. Right. And so now I'm just going to be pissed and miserable. You know, but I changed, I, I changed my story, you know, and that's why yeah, it I drives me nuts out. when I hear people tell the story of, you know, when they say, oh, well, I'm part of the 99%. No, that's bullshit. There's people, in the country, there's people in the world who live on $2.50 a day, $900 a year. Yeah. If you make over $900 a year, you're in the 1% worldwide. So why yeah. are you telling yourself that story? Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and, sure. and so, you know, you want to know about the events real quick. I, I'll tell you, go to MatthewRicks.com. That's R-I-X, not R-I-C-K, because that guy lives a lot more exciting life than I do. But it's R-I-X. <laughs> Um, we're launching, uh, we're launching coming soon. It's the, uh, it's going to be called music business success.com. And right. what it is, is we're going to, um, we're going to do music distribution. We're going okay. to, um, we're going to be your personal coaches. Um, and, uh, for cheaper price than Netflix or Spotify, you're huh. going to, you're going to seriously cheap because I'm not, it's not about money, but we got to do a bar of entry because yeah, right. you, know, you gotta, you gotta have some value so in there. Everybody's going to sign up for a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. You've got overhead. And also if it's free, then everybody's just, you know, you're going to have guys who aren't even serious and there's going to yeah. waste time. So for the cheaper price than your Netflix or Spotify subscription, you're going to have personal private coaching. You're going to get advice. We're going to be doing audio stuff. We're going to be doing conference calls. We're going to be doing ask anything calls where you can come in with your music business stuff. All that stuff's going to be coming to musicbusinesssuccess.com. Events, we're getting ready to announce all of the events for the rest of 2018. Going to go to South Africa. We're going to go to Australia and New Zealand. Uh, We're going to try to make it. We're going to try to make it to Canada this year, but, uh, you know, maybe Ottawa. um, In due time. We'll be able to come up, come up to Ottawa. So, you know, you come on over and uh, I'll, I'll I might have to walk to see you. Huh? Yeah, man. I might yeah, have I'm, to walk to see you. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to make sure that your determination is there. So we're going to schedule it in December. All right. Nice. So, nice. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be like 
It'll be like negative 22 degrees. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, we're just gonna, no, no, it's we're Celsius. Gonna see what your, uh, Celsius here, we're going to see Celsius. what your... Uh, yeah, so, you know, we got that going on. Uh, we're going to be announcing all the events. Like I said, all of the events coming up, we're, we're, we're going to, we don't want money to be an issue with yeah. anybody coming to the event. So they're going to yeah. be free for you to come. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, I think what you do is great. I think, um, you know, uh, I, I find myself to be a kindred soul with you. I, and I thank you that you even, you know, I wanted to come on today because I wanted to share some things with you and your audience. Um, as, as I posted about a month ago, I'm going to do a rare interview. I don't like doing interviews because yeah, most right. of the time it's, you know, they ask questions like, who's the favorite artist you've ever worked with? Like I get yeah. the question all the time or, <laughs> or, you know, why do you think Slovakia should be bombed off the face? Uh, you know, stuff like that. You let know? it go. Let it go. There we go again. There we go again. Um, so, so there's that. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I try not to do interviews anymore. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I really wanted to just take this time to spend with you and uh, show you also publicly that I support what you're doing and who you are as an artist yeah. and as a radio guy and a businessman. But more than any, more than that, um, I stand with you because of the person you are to your wife, your kids and the people in your community and your life. That's more important than anything you do publicly. Man, and so I just want to, I just want to applaud you and, and let you know that, um, you know, and uh, you ever it's visit not Fiji, unnoticed. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you ever visit Fiji, man. They'll tell you when you get there, they say, Bula, Bula, Bula. And what yeah. it means is that, welcome, my friend. We're, we're glad to see you. Yeah. So they have this belief that there is no such thing as strangers. This is brothers and sisters that we haven't met yet. Exactly. And, and that's how I feel about you and your family. Like, I, you know, like you guys are, you guys are my family. And uh, I hope this is, I mean, I'm wondering what the ratings are going to be like of this interview. So if they're not too bad, I'd love to come back sometime and share some new things with you. Man, anytime. Um, anytime. You know, um, we'll, we'll wait to see what the ratings are first. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm the ratings killer. That's what the name of the TV show is going to be. The either you or me. And, uh, either you or me. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're in this boat together. Well, you, don't worry about it. If you really want to be a professional in the music industry, you take no personal responsibility. You blame it on the other person. <laughs> is that what it me, is? Right? Is that what it, okay, yeah, so that's, it's yeah. not me, it's you. There's, it's, there's I, the secret to success right there. You never take any like responsibility for anything <laughs> unless it's good, right? You know? <laughs> Sounds like a breakup line, man. <laughs> no, no, that's, no, it is. It's, no, it's, we're ending. Why? Well, it's you. It's not me. I mean, yeah, exactly. on, let's be honest there, you know? <laughs> I want to rip my arm off and beat you with it. Yes, you know? exactly. Um, right. You know? <laughs> but Swizzle, no, you're a great man. And, um, just encourage everybody to just keep listening and following what you're doing, because I believe great things are coming your way. Blessings, bro. Blessings. And of course, man, anxious to stay, uh, you know, following because, you know, one of the things that I what they, that I like about what you said is that, you know, it's like a kindred spirit. Some of the things we've talked about, some of the issues and things that we've been through in this life, uh, you know, I didn't really think there were other people out there like that. And to be able to find somebody like that and, and to not have to trade, uh, uh, you know, friends for a, a keyboard, uh, it's nice, you know, to be able to have that, yeah. that actual audio conversation and and the potential of meeting and the shaking of the hands that's that that to me is that's incredible man so you well, honored gonna, me you make, blessed my life man <laughs> well well the honor the honor is all mine just so, right just on, so you know the honor is all mine to spend this to spend this monday with you yeah, and man. um 
you know, don't be a stranger. All right. No, be a stranger. Sam, likewise, and, uh, man. Likewise. And uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get up to we'll get up to Canada. I mean, I'm not going to do an event in New York anytime soon because New York, you know, is like New York. Yeah, but right. We're gonna. Uh, <laughs> there's another topic <laughs> we won't talk about. But, um, <laughs> but we'll to, we're going to get up to. Just add it up to the list. Yeah, I mean, by yeah, the right. time we're done this whole thing, I'm going to do two-hour interviews on the brilliance of punk rock music. Exactly, right? And, um, while being the only thing I'll be While played in elevators. <laughs> and I'll also talk about how Frozen and Let It Go is going to corrupt all our kids one day. But we'll exactly. get into that. Some other yeah, that, that'll, be the, the, that'll be the live talk show next time, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we're going to get up to Canada, and we'll do some great things up there. And Blessings. And when we do come up to Canada... I'm going to need your help because in order for us to help artists in Canada, they're going to need somebody to be able to be directed to. So I hope that course, the artists in Canada can, can be pointed in and rely on you to help of them course, um, with everything in their lives. I just kind of put you on the spot, but that's fine. You, say, yeah. you know what? I'm an entertainer. Um, if I'm not on the spot, I'm not doing my job correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, buddy. I've had a great hey, time. No problem, you. man. It's been wonderful. And of course, man, we're going to go ahead and, and do a little bit of editing to this and, and get it back on here again at 8 p.m. tonight on Fat Cat Radio. So, you know, if you get a chance to stop by, man, we'd love to have you. I'd love to be able to have you hear my thoughts about the interview. You dig what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, uh, edit, this, edit this thing. Make it slick as an insane clown posse album, Mark. <laughs> right? <laughs> I better run to the Walmart and grab a bucket of paint right now, man. <laughs> and some Fago. Don't forget the Fago. Yeah, the Fago. You're killing me, man. All right, my brother, man. Until we speak Thank later on buddy. this afternoon, man. No problem. You have a good day, all right? You too, man. All right, bye. <laughs>